You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just Tip Off, the NBA podcast that is in the running for the play-in tournament. It's us and the Mavs. We're battling it out. I like our chances. Their uh, defense is pretty sus, so at least we, we can't necessarily get buckets, but we got long arms. That's true. Got to count for true. something. So we have five to six games, give or take, each team left of the regular season. Um, we've got some teams that have already secured their spots. The Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Cavs, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Sacramento Kings. Yes, Kings. you heard it. First time since 2006. Six. They are not only in the playoffs, they are locked in at a three seed. Wow. Comfortably. Think how, think how long ago 2006 was. That was... Sixth grade. Phew. Sixth grade. Yeah, it's been a while. So they are the teams that currently have spots locked up. They are safe and in the playoffs. Other teams that I are essentially locks for the playoffs essentially is relative. Um, the Knicks, unless they have a complete collapse, will at the very least be in the play-in game. Um, the, the Nets will be at the very least in a play-in game. And that's it. Other that's than that, that's, other than those that, are the only other. The Suns are certain are ten spots back of first in the West, and only four and a half up on the Mavericks, five up on the Jazz, who sit at twelve. So five through twelve in the West is only separated by five games with five to six to play. Jeez. So if the Suns lose out and the Jazz win out, that would what a what a world that would be, huh? Right. I don't think they're going to I think do that, that might be pretty far. But, yeah, uh, that's but a little far-fetched. But with Kevin Durant, that's going to be mm-hmm. uh, you know new addition. Yeah. He's on the Suns now. He uh, just got back. Still, I think he played 16 minutes last night. Um, yeah. Looked good, as usual. He just played uh, uh, Minnesota, I think, and just took it to him. Mm-hmm. But, um, the only teams eliminated officially are the Spurs, the Rockets, the Hornets, and the Pistons. Ooh, currently, could have seen that coming. Currently, the Pistons are in the lead for worst record. They're 16 and 60. Job well done, Pistons. Job well done. Yeah. Although the top or bottom four, is it, had the same same odds? Yeah. So that's Charlotte. Which Detroit. is kind of funny because like Charlotte is like 10 games better than the Pistons. San Antonio. San Antonio is... 19 wins. Houston's you just got to get bottom wins. four, man. It flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. Right? Exactly. So, they're all tanking for Victor Webanyama. Victor. So. I mean, you know, they never know. Scoot Henderson could go first overall. Yeah, okay. Um, You're right. You're right. Yeah, I doubt you could even bet on that. It had to be prohibitive uh, favorite. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So, realistically, looking at these spots, the East seems a little more figured out. The Nets could fall down in the playing game and Miami could jump up. But, I mean, realistically looking at it, I think you're looking at the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Bulls will all be in the play-in in some capacity. Not sure what seed. But the West, I kind of want to talk about the West because that is literally a crapshoot. The current playing teams are Pelicans and T Wolves at twelve and a half games back. The Lakers at thirteen games back, and Oklahoma City are at thirteen and a half games back. The Lakers and the Timberwolves are playing right now. Timberwolves hold a ten point lead at halftime, so that's a big game to bump one of them up to the eight nine playing game. 
and home court advantage. They're playing for home court advantage in that play-in game right now. Now, obviously, they still have a couple games left, but if it were to end right now... This would be... It's, they're at Minnesota, and they're playing for home home court advantage for the play-in game. This is the best basketball we've seen in a while. It's just everybody... Every game matters. We're down to, the, like, just a handful, mm-hmm. and... We're starting to see – you can see it. You can see the difference in – not to say that they don't try every single game, but the intensity is just – it's on another level. Everybody is just arguing for every single call. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think what's kind of fun is that if you look at some of these teams, like I'm going to say the Hawks, the Nets, the Pelicans, eh, the Thunder, the Pacers. The Pacers are kind of – not out of the dark you know, horses. A lot, a lot of these teams are also younger, so you know they've got guys who just want to play. They don't have stars resting for games because they, you know, want to break. You know, these guys, these guys are going for it because you know it's yeah, it's late in the season, but also you know they're relatively young guys. They they're playing basketball. I'm hungry, baby. Yeah, Some hungry. of these guys are here out of college and this NCAA tournament time. Yeah. For, in their minds, so They've got that itch. Yeah, you know, they're playing hard, which is good for the game. I think the play-in tournament is good for the NBA because it increases the competitiveness of You get the opportunity to to seize your control. Yeah, and you know what? You never know. That's that's the beautiful thing. If you're the 10 seed in the play-in spot. I don't know if it's happened yet. Has that? I I think so far it's just been the 9 seed has made it. True, but I'm just saying, theoretically, Oklahoma City sitting at 10. You could win the NBA championship this year. Likely, no. But you know what? We saw another 16 seed lose in the NCAA tournament this year. Win. Win, sorry. It could happen. You just never know. I mean. However, that was a one game versus a seven game. I, I, I just, agree. You know, I, I don't want to be a wet I, blanket yes. on you. This I know, is, I let's, let's believe. It's harder believe. to beat a team four times. Yeah. And that's why. <laughs> That's why the NBA and the MLB playoffs and the NHL playoffs are the way they are. Because I think those sports have more – oh, good luck. Have very, very – yeah, variability between games. Which makes sense. But that's, and then uh, in college, you can't afford to run a seven-game series on a 68-team tournament. As fun as March March through July madness would be. Can you imagine? Be, oh, I mean, oh, my God. You, could, you couldn't do it. I mean, like – Three three game series you could do, but seven game no hell no you couldn't do it. It would cut down. Do you think FAU's or the uh, um, San Diego States of the world would would be as far as they are if it was a multi game Cinder- series? You wouldn't get Cinderella. It's kind of the beautiful thing about a one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you get the, you get the Cinderellas. Yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of what you're missing with the NBA, but then you do have the the series, which are fun in of itself, have its own attributes. You know, nothing like a game seven nothing to go like to the game NBA, seven to go to the NBA finals. Mm. So, all right, it's been a good year so far. After the after the All Star break, things kind of took a bit of a turn downward for for a number of teams. The Hawks, the Bulls. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Hawks are average. I, I said you <laughs> well, the Hawks they are in. one in their last Literally one, one, two in their last two, all the way up to twelve. They are twelve, 12, and, 12 and twelve in their last. No, they went thirteen games. and thirteen as well. Did they? Yeah, it's, I think it was against the Cavs. They won, and they are thirty-eight and thirty-eight right now. They are the definition of average, and they are sitting 
middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> they are quite literally average. And if we take the league as a whole, they are right in the middle are they 15th? of the league. Let's see. One, two, three. They are 16th. Well, close. Very close. But they're average. They are league average, which is hilarious. The the, uh, the barometer for it. But why do you think that is? You think Trey Young is just mid? I think he's had a down year. I mean, he's had some injury issues, but he definitely has had a down year. I'm not sure how much of it has to do with bringing in DeJounte Murray because there hasn't – I feel like every time I look at the box score of a Hawks games, it's DeJounte Murray has got 30, Trey Young has 11. Trey Young has 30, DeJounte Murray has 12. So There's, it's a one and it's two, not, it's not, not a one like a, Jason B. Tatum and Jalen Brown. Brown, or it's not even like Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, where both players are going to go off for 20. One of them might be closer to 30. Like It's just not like that. They don't, it's one or the other. It'll feed off each other, you think? Which is no. weird because Trey Young can dish it. And so can DeJounte. So can DeJounte, really. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just the either one. Yeah, time. I, I don't know if it's just neither one is. You know, they haven't gotten used to playing the off-ball role. Yeah, I suppose that's like, true. Like, I, you know, I think Trey Young could be like if they if those two decided we're gonna the two of us we're gonna adopt playing the playing style of Curry and Thompson, like Curry running off screens, lots of. I think it would work extremely well for them. Dejounte, if he can step up and be that, and you know. Try to emulate that or exceed that. They did extend him, correct? I think they did. How long ago was that? A couple of years ago. Like he came, he was drafted the year Darren Fox was drafted. Speaking of Fox, man. Oof. The Kings? Sacramento, light the beam, bro. Yeah. Finally uh, putting it all together. Demonte Sabonis? It's all, got to make All-NBA, probably? Yeah, all, all it took was Sabonis, too. The, other than, I mean, they got rid of Halliburton. Which is regrettable. But we, I remember when we went off on that trade. The Pacers are in a Pacers-like rebuild yeah. where they just middle out. And the, then the, uh, the Kings the excelled. Getting the most out of, like, Kevin Huter. Mm-hmm. Kevin Shooter. Huter the Shooter. Yeah. Barnes is being Barnes. You know, not... Flashy, but a good role player. Keegan Ooh, Murray. Ooh, Keegan Murray's been uh, has been set a the record. solid. Yeah, set he set the record with most three pointers in a, a rookie season. And he's been solid, averaging fifteen five, which I mean is a that's great yeah, for a rookie. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and then you look at like Malik Monk, very streaky, but okay. Terrence Davis, Davion Mitchell, Davion Mitchell, Mr. Trey Lockwell. Lyles. I mean, it's. It's not flashy, but that's starting five with Fox Sabonis, <laughs> and then I think there are they're running Barnes and Herder or Keegan Murray and Herder. It's in the, who if you're the Kings or I'm sorry, if or you're facing anybody? The Kings, yeah, who they, are they? Who are they scaring? Who are the, who are the Kings scaring? Yeah, I mean, out of everyone in here, I mean, so I I don't necessarily think they're scaring the likes of the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Clippers, or the Warriors. But like, I think I think the play-in because the play-in teams like Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Thunder also don't have a lot of playoff experience. So I feel like they're kind of in the same boat. If I'm any Western Conference playoff team, and there's one team that scares me the most, it's probably it's probably either a healthy Nuggets 
or a healthy Clippers. See that? I, I think the Clippers can be something. I don't know if they are going to be that. Um, but the Grizzlies are too streaky. The Suns have injury issues and no depth whatsoever. I know you've got Durant and Booker, but there's no one after them. I mean, Chris Paul. Okay. Oh, come on. Give him respect on his name, man. He's in the play. He's they've going got, to be they've a got, They've got four good players total on that roster. Okay. Right That's what you get when you trade for Kevin Durant. It's going to be a tough, tough go of it. Do you think they make it in the second round? Do you think they make it through the first? They're going up against uh, the Clippers, which is going to be a fun matchup to see Russ versus KD. Yeah. But I, I kind of kind of got my... Uh, what, what's, what is Paul George's status? A deep team, a That's... deep average team versus a, a high peaks team, mm-hmm. is, so to speak. So does... Uh, will the Clippers have enough... To overcome that, or is it going to be too much? That's that's going to be. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, because I think you don't know what <coughs> what Paul George's injury status is right now. I mean, the Warriors could still be like past the Clippers. They're only a game back. We could we we could see Warriors Suns, or we could see Warriors Clippers in the four five matchup. They're only a game and a half between the three teams. There's still six games going, so it, I I hope it stays. Four or five is Phoenix Clippers, but um, I, I agree. I think that's a good matchup. I think the question is what version of the Clippers you get because Paul George will be coming up. Not guaranteed. Not yeah. guaranteed. And the bench is, I think, is is deep, but it's a little streaky at times. So I, I agree. I think a Clippers Suns matchup would be fun. Frankly, I hope the Mavericks make the playoffs because I would love to see another Suns Mavericks playoff series because the Devin Booker versus Luca. Um, matchup is starting to get get pretty fun and heated. I enjoy it every single time they play. And I mean Booker. I mean I know Booker was like talking trash at the end of that one game, and it's like okay, yeah, but you know, wait till the last I, two and, seconds. And also, advantage Luca. He embarrassed your ass. He did in Game Seven. Oh, believe me, yeah. Embarrassed. Everyone, everyone in the NBA still says, "Okay, that's cute, Devin Booker." But let's let's look at last. I mean, come on, Game Seven, and you no showed. He even, oh my god, he muffed a dunk. Yeah, no, yeah, advantage, advantage, Luca in that category. So, like, if I if I had to pick right now, the two teams I'd want to see come out of the Western Conference play-ins. I mean, the Thunder would be fun, but right now I Come think on. you want to see LeBron. Come on. Well, yeah, you said and, two. And, and, yeah, two. LeBron, and I I, mean, I would like to see the Mavericks. Only if they get lined up against Luka. And, or if Luka gets lined up against Devin They're going to mail it in. It's not. I mean, they're, they've got a pretty tough schedule coming. The Mavs did. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah it's see. not going to be a cakewalk. Let's see who they have remaining. They've got... Miami, Atlanta, Sacramento, Chicago, San Antonio. I would say all winnable games. Sacramento might not be playing. They are stuck in the three seed. That's fair. Miami, Atlanta is definitely Miami, Atlanta, for and Chicago, Miami's they are all in that play-in game area. So they're all going to be playing forward. But I also think that those are teams the Mavs can beat. And then San Antonio, oh, really? Yeah. Really? They can. The Mavs are two guys deep. Christian Wood has been... I, I know, I know, but 
Tim Hardaway Jr. has been Tim Hardaway Jr. You don't think over a week Luca can't decide I'm just going to go and drop 40 every game? Like he I, I think they can they go had, three and two. They I think no they can one, go three they and two, no and I don't one, know if that's going to be enough. They had no one last year. Fair. But they had defense. They had defense. You have to admit they had defense. Dorian Finney-Smith made more of a difference than we really knew. Who knew? And JaVale McGee is unplayable. Who knew? What the fuck? How he how can he look so like how is who is this guy in one season? Then you train him to the Dallas Mavericks and he's like just you can't put him on the floor. Yeah, true. He's like Boban Marjanovic. I don't get so it. You, so you you you're you closing the door on the Mavericks this season? I don't believe. I mean, as much they... as I like to watch Luca play basketball, I just don't see it. He's got a. Uh, uh, if he makes it to even the second round, I'll consider that a win for the season for him. That's impressive. So you think they just have to retool their roster in the offseason to – I don't know how they're going to, but they better find some true, good players cheap fast. Too. Uh, gonna, Are they turning into the oh, Lakers? They're turning into the Lakers? Well, when you change – A bunch uh, of no names around a couple star players. Stars and scrubs, yeah. Might as well. All right, so you're, you're phoning it in on the Mavericks. Interesting. Interesting. This is a big game for them, this um, Oklahoma City game. Oklahoma City's down one with six seconds to go. Benedict Matherin at the line for two. Benny Matt. So that's a big game. That would close the gap up to so only a half game. It's doable. What are the Pacers doing? They're just meddling along because they're the Pacers. They're not even going to make the play in, though. Nope, and they started off the season pretty strong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't no, they start they were off like pretty four strong? Or five yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know. Well, all right. So, who would? So I said either the the Denver Nuggets or the Clippers. Who would you? If you were an Eastern Conference team, who would you fear the most? Who would you not want to match? In general, who would you not want to match up against in the playoffs? If you were any team. Just say I'm a team. East or West? Just, just, just West. We'll then go to the East. Just West. I would hate to look at. Well, Denver's obviously scary because Joker's. They, I think we were really sleeping on how prepared these guys are for the for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They've been there before. They've made it to the Western Conference Final. Or I'm sorry, yeah, Western Conference Finals. Did they lose? Yes, but. They made it there a number of times. I, I just have a tough time seeing Joker get denied again, especially when there's not a consistent team. Unless they, I think they're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. That's that's what I think is going to happen. But I would hate to see them, or probably, funny enough, the Clippers because of their I think depth. I actually put a bet on them to win or to win the NBA Finals when they trade for us, so that's out there. Um, but uh, that's that's just my opinion. We'll see how it goes. He uh, Russell Westbrook flexing on the on the Grizzlies last uh, couple nights, so pretty hard photo if you get to get a chance to check it out. 
All right. How about the East? And we kind of talked about this. Mm. You, Sam, and I kind of texted about this from a Cavaliers perspective. But let's look Shout at out it. Shout out, Sam! I congratulations, sir. Oh yeah, he got he got a Hornets job. Hornets fan for life. Fi- yeah, finally employed. He's a Hornets fan. He's a Blue Duda, Blue Duda, Blue Devils fan. Good luck. I can't even say it. No matter what he says, he's a Blue Devils fan, not a North Carolina fan. <laughs> Listeners, you have to weigh in with us. He's claiming he went to UNC for, what, a year and a half for grad school, and he's lost, all of a sudden lost, 20-plus years of Duke Blue Devil fandom. I don't think it's possible. Just top from the top rope, huh? Yeah. I, no. But anyway, so we were talking about it from the Cavaliers' perspective, but let's talk about it from the East as a whole. Who do you fear the most in the East right now? Uh, the Bucks. You think it's the Bucks? It, on the Bucks or the the Celtics? As much as I'd like to say the Celtics, the 76ers are trending downward, but I'm still afraid of them once they make to the playoffs. Unfortunately, if they do, they they're they're fighting an uphill battle from their history. Uh, James Harden no show in the playoffs. Joel Embiid. Just not had enough. They traded a lot this year to get what? It's It's been De'Anthony Melton, a great addition. Uh, Tobias Harris playing a great role. But Tyrese Maxey stepping, getting a, near, a year older, a year better. But I just don't know if they've got – I would hate to see them as any most other teams, but they've got – I don't know. They, they've got a lot of uh, weapons that they can use, much like the Clippers in the West. Um, the Celtics, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, one-two punch. I say if that one-two punch is on, and I mean on, so the Bucks and the, and the Celtics played last night. Celtics shot 60% from the floor, 50 from three. The Bucks shot 30 from the floor, 20 for three. The Bucks got blown out on their home court. And Bucks fans are freaking out. I'm like, okay, well, it's, some nights you're on, some nights you're off. Like, it's one game, and sometimes you just have a bad shooting night and their team's got a good one. So I don't put that much weight into it. However, if the Cel- if if, ba- if Tatum and Brown are to play like that, where they're dropping 70 between the two of them, for and they play like that for a whole series, I don't care who the other team is, they are in significant trouble. Because even if the Bucks played well last night, that's still a tough game to win. When two players have 70 and... Sure, maybe they didn't have their best defensive night, but that's tough. But I, I agree. I, I see your point with <coughs> with the Bucks. They're playing really overall really good basketball right now. Chris Melton is still just coming back from the injury too, um, so they're getting him back into the rotation. Giannis is playing well. Drew Holiday just dropped a fifty point game the other night. All their role players are playing extremely well right now. Like they're they're playing. Really good basketball, but so are the Celtics. But I, I one of those two teams for me. I, I would put the Celtics over um, the Sixers because I think the Celtics' depth is better than the Sixers' depth, and I think the Bucks are as a whole a better team. Um, I would agree, but. The Celtics have been able to overcome the Bucks in the past few years. So True. you got to think. I mean, Bucks obviously are going to bring it, but it seems like they've got their number. What really it may come down to is the new coach, Joe Missoula. 
if he can't like stand up in the playoffs, this is going to be like his first time. I don't know if we're fully uh, putting enough weight into that. It could get pretty uh, pretty dicey over there in Boston. Yeah, but I mean, it's just also it's his first year in which he took over fifteen games into the regular season, if that. Uh, the very right? beginning, they, so they didn't like, even make it to the beginning of the season. So or it, I, the joke it didn't. I don't. You know, is he still interim theoretically? Um, have, they have not fully extended him. If, if I'm right, I so I don't know. I think they did. Did they? I, I don't. Know. I I don't see a whole lot of pressure on him. And there's also pressure because you're in Boston, you're doing well during the regular season. But in terms of like keeping a job and all that stuff, you already knew what this roster was. I, I don't see unless they bow out in the first round. And, you know, get torched on their home court by the Raptors or the Hawks, then I think you might have an issue. But overall, I think his job security, if that's what you're talking about, I think his job security is relatively safe right now. It, it's not so much his job security. It's going to be the performance and the ability to call the right thing in the right moment mm-hmm. in the playoffs when it matters most. It's that hard to say, give Tatum the basketball? (laughs) Yeah, but draw up a different play. Like, they run the same play for their final shot over and over and over. It's so predictable. And, yes, there's variation to it. So who could take the shot changes. Mm -hmm. And whoever's hot that night may or may not make it, which is what you need. But it's just always the same thing. So, I don't know. I guess it's just I prefer to move on from missionary, if you know what I mean. Um I'm scared of them, but I'm less scared of them than I am of the Bucks. So as a Cavs fan, I would be okay with facing the Celtics more than I would the Bucks. That being said, further down, we'd have to make it through the Knicks first because that's who we are slated to play. Sure. Julius sure. Randle, who went out with an ankle injury? Yeah, last game. Um, I would <laughs> probably say the, the Knicks aren't as secure they're, they're two and a good. half games up against the Nets, so I think they're okay. They're going to get the win versus the Cavs tonight. So I think they'll probably rest Julius Randle. Obviously, the Cavs don't have um, Jared Allen right now. He's been on a couple games, although I do not think that is serious. I think, I think both teams will go into that matchup with, all, with everyone playing. Um, to be honest, I think the Cavs are the better team. They have more star power. I think their depth is deeper. <laughs> it, 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 there's there's better depth, but I think they're starting. Starting five. Starting is, five is 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 where they're going to win the matchup because I think you let's let's go one for one, one for one, one for one. And Mitchell Robinson, Jared Allen, advantage Jared Allen, Mobley, Randall. You got to give it to Randall right now. Are you talking just from an offensive or a defensive perspective? Because Obviously I think they they play two different, entirely different like. Fastest. When the Knicks are on, you're getting input from every single player on their bench, including the overtoppings, the quick, quick Grimes, quick, quick, the Quickleys. Yeah, Grimes yeah, is hitting three threes. RJ Barrett's are hitting that teams. night. Yeah. But more often than not, those guys are kind of streaky. And yes. I and especially without Randall, Randall was one of those consistent, like, I'm just gonna take these shots, and if they're on, they're on. If they're off, they're off. And these guys kind of could fall online. 
Without him, I've seen them step up and kind of get a, a groove going. But if he comes back into this mix now, Randall, I mean, I don't know if how that's going to affect the dynamic of what yeah. they're doing. So I, I'm more open-minded about beating the Knicks than most other teams in the East so far. Doesn't mean yeah, I mean they still have to do it, but yeah. I, I trust Garland, I trust um, Mitchell, I trust uh, Mobley, and I trust that Allen will come back. The big thing that is our question has been the question all season and even into last year a little bit was what are we going to do with the three? How is the three going to hold up? Isaac Okoro has been awesome, been shooting the lights out yeah. from three. He didn't, Defense, he, he didn't play tonight either. D- exactly. Defense has and, been always his tagline. And now, you know, going into the playoffs, I'm hoping that he can carry it out. But that's the biggest question. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, you look at tonight's, the Knicks beat that Cavs tonight by 14, 130-116. Randall didn't play for the Knicks. Okoro and Allen didn't play for the Cavs. Um, Jalen Brunson at 48. And then you had Toppin 12, Robinson 10, Barrett 14, Grimes 14, Hearts 11, Quickly 14. She had good scoring. And then the Cavs, Mobley at 14, Garland at 20, Lavert at 15, Donovan Mitchell at 42, oh, Osmond at 14. So the the depth for the Knicks showed up and won this game. What did Mitchell shoot? 16-23, from three. That's a that's a pretty, that's pretty good. Great. That's a good. That's a great shooting night for Mitchell. If he can be that, that statistically, then it's that's our, okay. It's our bench. Yes, falling because because Garland's your sister on this team. Garland's your one. Mitchell's the two, the two guard. Yeah. I should say because guard. I mean, look at Mitchell only five assists. Garland's up. got yeah. Chetty stepped up, but again, you you lost some depth. You didn't have Allen, so. Lamar Stevens is not playing his normal role, and he yeah. had a bad shooting night. Okoro isn't there. He's not playing his role. Um, We're playing a lot of sync. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, you know, we're also, the as Cavs fans, I guess we can say we, we're in the four spot. We're kind of secured in the four spot. Um, there's no way we can get lower than the five. We could get up to the three. That's... That's it. We could get up to three. We could go down to the five, but that is it. So pretty much, we're kind of stuck at four. We got a three-game window. The Nets, <sighs> which are so weird. I thought the Nets would like really taper. I thought the Nets would really taper off after all that stuff. But I mean, Mikael Bridges is coming and looked like an all-star. And Cam Johnson's playing. It's Cam it Johnson's is, finally it, moved into a role where he can succeed. The Nets of before the Ben Simmons, the Kyrie, the Kevin Durant, the James Harden. It's like they just reverted back to that team. Here's a bunch of guys. Dinwiddie's back on this team, right? Yeah, like it's literally it is, back. They it's, reverted the vibes. They, they got the vibes yeah, back. Quite literally, it is a better version of what they had back in what was that? 2017, 2018. No, it had to be like six. Yeah. Maybe a little later. 2018, because uh, Kevin Durant was still on the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. So it had to be like 2018. Yeah. But uh, they just upgraded D'Angelo Russell to, uh, I guess, Mikhail Bridges. And... I mean, Mikhail Bridges is better than anyone that was on that team. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting to see them 
they, they dropped from what, like the three or four seed down to the six seed, which without Kevin Durant, that's understandable. And also fine. But they made, but they maintained. But Cam Johnson as well. I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. He's man, it's gonna be something. And they got what Dorian Finney-Smith from the Kyrie trade, and oh. they got picks from both of those two. The next yeah, future could look Nets, right. Nets might have made out on top on this one, so pretty pretty happy for them. From an absolute blunder of a <laughs> couple years. Yeah, yeah, a good decade. Sure. To, I mean, but but let's be honest. I mean, come on. You had Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Like, I mean, that's – and you didn't do anything. At least the Durant, Westbrook, Harden, Thunder made the finals as younger players, they, arguably not so as good. Let me tell you this. The uh, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Nets have played more minutes together than yeah. already – than Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant ever did, and I'm pretty sure they did that like ten games. Ago. It's been a, it's been at least almost a month. Yeah, like it just it didn't happen. It just didn't happen, which is which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you got any any other any other takes? Oh, uh, on, on feelings, as, you know. As we, as we come down, so my here? my hopes are that the West stays as competitive competitive as it is right now. Six game, five to six games out from the end, mm-hmm. but I hope that secretly, like the Lakers and the Thunder, I want them to make it in. That would be great. But uh, on the East, I, I just can't wait for it to start. Let's get to the end. I, I kind of want to see the the West drag out a bit, but I'm I don't give a shit about the East. Like it's already pretty much set. The the teams that are like vying for the playing or just I, nobody cares. It's, I think the Pacers. You're not going to make it. And there's more parity in the West versus right the East. Is right now you look at Boston, Milwaukee, Philly are the top three. Cleveland's in the middle, and then everyone else is kind of a little farther down. Versus the West, it's like yeah, you got Denver, but then everybody after that, it's like who freaking knows? Yeah. It's, because even though the, the Grizzlies are the two seed, they have not had a good couple months. And to segue into that, I mean, the John Moran situation, even if you're not a fan of basketball and for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you even look at ESPN once a week, you know what happened with John Morant. And he was in a strip club and showed a gun on social media and then a picture came out. They had a fight in his, head, uh, his crib in July last year, or summertime. Just a lot of a lot of stuff going on um, that doesn't look good publicly and publicity-wise. And for the NBA for, especially. The NBA handed down a suspension, an eight-game suspension for that, which, I'm not, what was it exactly for? Just uh, I think it was conduct detrimental to the NBA. Not to the team, yeah. to the NBA. Which, it's, it's kind of weird to look, because, I mean, you got people there's like Steven Jackson was like, you know, that was nothing compared to what we did when I was playing in the league. And it's like, yeah, but social media wasn't rampant when Steven Jackson was playing in the NBA. You know, I'm sure Steven Jackson was flashing shit everywhere. He's no Agent Zero. I'm not saying that that's Steven, Steven Jackson's personality. I'm saying players of that era could have been just doing the exact same thing John Moran did, but there isn't a bunch of social media posts about it. It's not, it wasn't accessible as it is today. So like players these days and forget players, people in the spotlight who have national media attention on them have to be so careful and diligent about what they put online because everyone is just looking for someone to just, you know, to attack and to, 
put down and to, you know, it's, it's like mob mentality almost on social media. You have to be so careful with what you do. And I get he's a young player and now he's got, you know, generational wealth and it's new. There's a lot that goes so with that. It's, it's kind of a lot on your shoulders of, uh, what is he, 20-some, young 20-some-odd uh, man. Kid who played at Murray State in yeah. college. Wasn't like he was a big recruit, you know. <laughs> well, he was uh, He was after he got to college. Well, yeah. But, you know, like, you know, the whole situation is new. And, you know, obviously it could have been. Anywho, uh, he's I, come back now. Yes, he's, been, he's, he's back. He's playing. Um, hopefully, um, you know, I mean, if he wants to go to a strip club, you know, that's. If he wants to be like James Harden, that is his prerogative. Hopefully, he just makes smarter decisions on what he posts on social media. Yeah, that's uh, it's always a good rule of thumb. Just yeah. don't Instagram live. That's that's really the the lesson we should all learn. Just don't Instagram live. Yeah, Screen stick that shit to Snapchat, yo. Come there's, on. There's a re- there's a reason why, like people have, like famous people have people who literally. Like, like proofread their social media posts. Like you listen to podcasts and everyone's like, do you think Tom Brady actually tweeted that? Or do you think the guy in charge of his Twitter account tweeted that? Like they're celebrities and athletes, like they have people whose jobs are to screen their social media and their posts before they put anything out. You know, I'm sure they get paid a decent amount to do it, but you know, it's like, where do I sign up for that job? Yeah. Right. Like, here, screen my social media so I don't do anything stupid. <laughs> Although that's going to be pretty challenging to do. Yeah, but then again, it's like, I mean, I feel like if you have, if you have to ask yourself, would this be stupid to post? It's probably stupid to post. See, Nathan, here's where you've already gone off. It's, you, I'm using you've logic. Asked, you've, yeah, you've asked <laughs> yourself to, uh, to self-reflect on the decisions that you're making. A lot of times people just do things. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We are a, a do-it-without-thinking culture and country and then when we do that other people get mad at mad about it who could have seen that coming the united states people God we have free America. we have free cookies <laughs> well, i don't have anything else other than here's hoping to a, a great last couple uh, last week of basketball and Last week and a half. Let's and get ready for the playoffs. Let's gear up, baby. We'll probably come back at you. Playoffs? 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 Don't play. Oh, we're ready to talk about playoffs. We'll be coming back at you real soon with... Uh, we promise this time. Yeah. <laughs> because the matchups will come out, and we'll we'll preview every matchup yes. prior to them happening. So until then... Peace!